A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus was teaching in the temple, and a large crowd was listening to him. He said, Beware of the scribes, who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. I want to begin today with the story from the first book of Kings. The encounter between Elijah and the widow of Zarephath gives us a lens to understand Jesus' teaching in the temple. King Ahab reigned over Israel for 22 years. According to the first book of Kings, Ahab did more evil in the sight of the Lord than all who were before him. Ahab was married to Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbaal from Sidon. King Ahab erected altars and joined the queen in worshiping the god Baal. Because of his unfaithfulness, God sent the prophet Elijah to say to King Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And then God wisely suggested Elijah should get out of town. The word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. Sidon is the home of Queen Jezebel, the birthplace of devotion to the god Baal. So you see where this is going. Elijah is not just sent anywhere. He is sent into pagan territory to a widow who knows nothing of the God of Israel. We might even presume that she is a worshiper of Baal. Even though God told Elijah that he had commanded a widow there to feed him, I suspect she never got the memo. While Israel turned its back on God, led by a faithless king and his idolatrous wife, A widow in a foreign land confessed faith in the God of Israel. Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. It's a confession that even the king of Israel couldn't muster. The God of Israel is the one, as we sang in Psalm 146, who loves the righteous, who cares for the stranger, and sustains the orphan and the widow. 
and God judges Israel's behavior by how it cares for these same least and lost, those who are marginalized and powerless by society's rules. When Jesus came to Jerusalem, he went into the temple and announced that the temple was coming to an end. Afterward, he was engaged in a series of controversies with various religious leaders. Last week, we heard one of the scribes who was favorable to Jesus' response to the question, which commandment is the greatest? Jesus said that the command to love God is fulfilled in the love of neighbor. But today, Jesus is criticizing other scribes who like to walk around in long robes. They devour widows' houses. The poor widow who gives all her whole means of living stands in striking contrast to the scribes who take all, who devour widows' houses, that is, their means of living. The scribes call attention to themselves. They like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces. The widow is so unobtrusive, hidden in the crowd, that only Jesus notices her. It is he who calls her action to the attention of the disciples. The widow says nothing, and yet her actions speak volumes. The Greek word for her giving her whole life prefigures the sacrifice Jesus is about to make. It's both a judgment on the temple cult that demanded giving that so impoverished the widow, and as a prelude to Christ giving his whole life for the life of the world. In chapter 14 of Mark's Gospel, at the beginning of the Passion, another woman came with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment of nard, and she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on Jesus' head. There was criticism. Why was the ointment wasted in this way? The criticism is itself a comment on Jesus, who is going to waste his life broken and poured out on the cross. Jesus praises this woman because although she spoke no words, she too is announcing his saving death. Her action is a prophetic utterance. She has anointed Jesus' body beforehand for its burial. Jesus declares wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. The widow in the temple is an icon of Jesus. The widow and Jesus both offer their whole lives to God. The two widows in today's readings are impoverished by the actions of those in positions of power, but the powerful never notice them. At this week's UN Climate Change Conference, the poor nations raised their voices to protest that those nations polluting the least will be the ones most impacted by the consequences of our changing world. In his 2015 encyclical, Laudato Si, on care for our common home, Pope Francis wrote that the cry of the earth is no different 
from the cry of the poor. The ecological crisis is a social crisis. Addressing the UN Climate Summit with his pen rather than in person, Pope Francis called on world leaders assembled on Tuesday to have both hope and courage. Quote, Humanity possesses the wherewithal to effect this change, which calls for a genuine conversion. End quote. Francis called for a change of direction, a decisive resolve to pass from the throwaway culture prevalent in our societies to a culture of care for our common home and its inhabitants now and in the future. Just before they began their ascent to Jerusalem, Jesus challenged his disciples to behave not like tyrants, but to stand always with the poor. You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lorded over them. But it is not so among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many.